Thanks for tuning in. This is episode number 199. I want to thank you for taking the time to join me on this episode as we make our way through the book of Luke. Uh, we're calling this Lessons in Luke. Uh, we are in chapter 4 today, and so I uh, just want to thank you for uh, joining me on this one. So as we've been doing and as we'll continue to do through the month of December, um, having daily episodes and pulling out um, pieces of each particular chapter um, to find very specific um, kind of devotional-based type episodes. Uh, so I hope you uh, glean from this, um, and uh, I'm excited about this particular one. Um, so just uh, we'll get started. Um, we're going to be reading uh, several verses here um, from Luke chapter 4. We'll start in verse 1. Uh, read through verse 13, and I uh, just want to share a few thoughts uh, for you to consider on this episode. So we're in Luke chapter 4, starting in verse 1, which says, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and at the end of them he was hungry. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, tell this stone to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone. Then the devil led him up to a high place and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And he said to him, I will give you all their authority and splendor. It has been given to me and I can give it to anyone I want to. If you worship me, it will all be yours. Jesus answered, It is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. The devil led him to Jerusalem and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the Son of God, he said, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you to guard you carefully. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered, It is said, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished all this tempting, he left him until an opportune time. So, while there are many, many lessons that we uh, could glean from just in these verses alone, I'm really wanting to kind of dial in to a particular reality that we find in these verses. And that's this idea of in these temptations, we, we have insight into three of them, I think, they're very well and very likely could have been more, uh, but we're given insight into three. And in these uh, three temptations, we see two 
of the three attempts uh, explicitly and um, directly. I think the third attempt is an indirect uh, attempt, but two out of the three are going, the devil is going after the jugular of the sonship of God. Um, to kind of summarize it, if if you are the son of God, then prove it. The devil uses this approach. He said, if you are the son of God, tell this stone to become bread. And then he says in his third attempt, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down from here. And then he quotes uh, a little bit of scripture. So what can this... What can this show us? Um, number one, I believe it shows us the importance for the devil. This is his consideration of how important sonship is. And when I say sonship, I don't want you to, if you're uh, a lady listening, I don't want you to feel like this has nothing to do with you. Um because you can be just a part of a sonship as a man, a boy listening to this, because we are the bride of Christ. If we, if men can be a bride, then women can be sons. Um, so don't get caught up in that. We're sons and daughters of God. Uh, but for the sake of this um, and the application, uh, we're just going to term it sonship. But this should show us the importance that the devil places on creating dysfunction among or in sonship. It should tell us um, exactly how important it is that we rightly understand our status, that is, as children of God. And notice that the attempts, both of those those two out of three attempts, was if you are the Son of God, then prove it. And so how often do we get caught in the trap of trying to prove our value or our place in God? We try to to establish the the thing that God has done in us, or we think that if we work good enough or hard enough, or um, if we do X, Y, or Z, that this somehow establishes us in a better place with God. And we forget that we don't work into or for our inheritance as sons and daughters, we work from it. It's as we are in Christ, we have we have translocated from a place of being an enemy of God to being in the family. And so, number one idea point that we can glean from this attack that the devil has against Jesus is the importance for sonship and how the 
the the devil desires to go after that and make it dysfunctional. Now, another thing that I think that we should gather from this is we should appreciate the risk of what's at stake by not understanding sonship. Now, we won't, for the sake of time, we won't go into necessarily what it means, but I think many of us um, can appreciate in some degree what it means to be a son or a daughter of of a parent um, who, let's just imagine, um, are living to the full extent of what a good parent or good father or mother uh, would be. Some of us that's difficult to appreciate because that doesn't care, you know, carry itself out in our lives. Our experience doesn't demonstrate that. It's hard for us to picture it. But um, it this particular this particular attack as the devil is going after having Jesus try to prove or to show or to demonstrate his sonship this this tells us that if if Jesus had had succumb to this tactic of the enemy then the very the very fabric of what we know to be the victory that Jesus obtained over uh, the enemy would be transformed. This begs the question, how important is it for us to to rightly prioritize our status as sons and daughters of God? So there's a great risk involved if we fail to appreciate that. And as I'd said before, two out of three of these very tailored, specific attacks was on Jesus proving his status in the Father, his sonship. Now, I said that those are directly connected to proving sonship, and I think the third one is an indirect. Um, So sandwiched in between the if you are a son of God, then prove it, sandwiched between those was the matter of inheritance, which we can appreciate or uh, relate to to a father as the the father child dynamic. There's an inheritance involved in that f- you know family dynamic, and we see that here to a degree in the second attempt. You know, the devil shows Jesus all the kingdoms of the world in an instant, and he says, I will give you all their authority and splendor. It has been given to me, and I can give it to anyone I want. If you worship me, it will all be yours. There is a, a inheritance offered here. If, if Jesus would subject himself to identifying himself as inferior which is this idea of worship. There's many things that can be gathered from from just that reality of how important worship is, but um, there is an inheritance involved that the devil is trying to make uh, as an exchange. 
And so there is an indirect relationship there um, to to this idea of, of of sonship. And so all of these all of these ideas or points should try to really reinforce to each and every one of us, man, woman, boy, girl, parent, um, grandparent, to all of us as we are sons and daughters of God. This should impress upon us the immense importance of one understanding our significance as sons and daughters of God, the importance of that relationship, the risk of failing to appreciate this idea of sonship. And as sons and daughters of God, there there is an inheritance in that connection to our uh, restored relationship with our Father uh, by way of Jesus Christ. So I just challenge you in, in this in this day um, and subsequent days as we're making our way through our lessons in Luke, um, spend some time you know meditating on the importance of our status as sons and daughters of God. And what does it mean? What can it mean? What have we yet to discover inside of that revelation? The wonderful thing about our journey in God is that He is infinite and there is no end in Him. And so it's really a matter of how how far do you want to go in your... In your discovery of God. How how eager are you to continue in your journey of exploring God and all that is in available in Him? So I would just challenge you, spend some time uh, contemplating the significance of our sonhood or daughterhood in God through Christ, and that in that revelation we can unlock even more discovery and appreciation and revelation for what it means to be sons and daughters of God. So thank you for taking this time with me, and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. God bless. I would trade a million lifetimes for